You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Roe v. Wade is dead, and it's an amazing time to be alive. Congratulations, everybody. You know, for a long time, did anybody really think this was ever going to happen? It has happened. It's fantastic. We have a lot of people to thank. Number one, first, the Supreme Court, those six justices who ruled with such wisdom and expertise. I'd like to thank each of them individually, starting with the most senior. Justice Clarence Thomas, thank you. Thank you, sir. Talk about a guy who's been through a lot. Justice Thomas, thank you. Next, Justice Samuel Alito. Look at these guys. They will go down in history forever. Thank you, Justice Alito. Thank you. Next, it is Justice Gorsuch. Thank you, sir, very, very much. Wow. This, this will be probably the first paragraph in his obituary. Next, hopefully that's decades from now, uh, Justice Kavanaugh. Oh, talk about somebody who's been through a lot. Thank you, Justice Kavanaugh. Thank you. And Justice Amy Coney Barrett. You did it. You did it. And it's an amazing thing. There are many more people to thank, actually. This um, Dobbs versus uh, that clinic down in Jackson, Mississippi. We have to thank Governor Phil Bryant, former Governor Phil Bryant of uh, Mississippi, who was so instrumental in getting this thing underway. And also a very sharp guy named uh, Tate Reeves. He is the present sitting governor of Mississippi. He's also been a prime mover here. You know, folks um, hear the accent and say, oh, no, no, no. This is one of the best people um, in America right now, I think. He's, he's so smart. And they write him off because of the accent, which is so unfair and not nice and really stupid. But he's great. I believe uh, in a simple reading of the United States Constitution that when Roe was decided in 1973, there is no fundamental right in our United States Constitution to an abortion. And furthermore, uh, Chuck, I believe very strongly that if you read the Constitution, there is nowhere in the Constitution that prohibits individual states, states Mm -hmm. like Mississippi, to limit access 
to abortion. And I am trying uh, very hard to uh, to, to make sure that everyone uh, in America knows that the overturning of Roe certainly puts the decision-making on abortion policy back in the elected representatives in, in each of the 50 states. That, by the way, is where the decision-making was in America for the first 200 years of our country until uh, 1972, when, in my opinion, Roe was wrongly decided. Yeah, the lost souls who are so pro-abortion, they can take some solace, I suppose, in the actual ruling. The governor is right. Uh, let's go to it, please. This is from uh, Samuel Alito. Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. A lot of liberals actually believe that, too. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. But here, here, it is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. I think that is totally, totally reasonable. I know there's going to be potentially riots, and I don't want that to happen. More people to thank, though, and we have to go way back. Nominated, Justice Thomas was nominated by George H.W. Bush. He wasn't the most conservative guy, but he selected very well. I also have my beef with uh, George W. Bush about a lot of things, but... He nominated two of the justices who voted the right way today, uh, Samuel Alito and Chief Justice Thomas Roberts, John Roberts. Um, Mr. President, thank you. But most of all, President Trump. Can you imagine this? Three Supreme Court nominees during one term. That is, I don't think that's ever happened before. Two terms. Uh, sometimes they don't even get to nominate anybody. This is, it's tremendous. Let's go through it. Uh, first was Gorsuch. It was, it was, you could feel things were changing. It was more than just one appointment. It was the beginning of a seismic change. Then we had Justice Kavanaugh. Uh, boy, it was brutal, but totally, totally worth it. Uh, at least for us, I hope for him. And uh, Amy Coney Barrett, Amy Coney Barrett. You know, I knew Donald Trump was different. We all did the moment he came down that escalator. But he started saying things of substance very early on that just separated him from not only the other candidates, but any other figure in history to point out the justices or judges he wanted to appoint to the bench before he actually won the nomination. He did that. He, he said, these are the kinds of people I'm looking at. These are the ones. No one did that. No one would do that. Also, once he became president, things like going to the pro-life rally. Now, there's a big pro-life rally every year, just a block from the White House. And guess what? Republican presidents don't go. Uh, let's see. They usually phone it in, literally. You got George W. Bush on the phone. He can't be seen there. He doesn't want to get too close to this right to life thing because, well, you know, he wants to make sure everybody likes him and he just doesn't want to get too close. The same for George H.W. Bush. He just literally phoned it in, said hello to everybody. However, Donald Trump is not just like every president, is he? It is my profound honor to be the first president in history to attend the March for Life. We're here for a very simple reason, to defend the right of every child, born and unborn, to fulfill their God-given potential. How beautiful, how amazing, and he does it in person, right? I just, more on President Trump in a moment. We have other people to thank. Um, actually, Mitch McConnell. I know, swamp guy, can't trust him most of the time, but he did some amazing things. Remember Merrick Garland? He's now the attorney general. They wanted him for the Supreme Court. 
But Mitch worked his uh, parliamentary magic and didn't let it happen. The next justice could fundamentally alter the direction of the Supreme Court and have a profound impact on our country. So, of course, of course, the American people should have a say in the court's direction. The Senate will appropriately revisit the matter when it considers the qualifications of the nominee the next president nominates, whoever that might be. <laughs> and it turned out to be Trump with three conservative nominees. That was brilliant. Well done. And also getting Amy Coney Barrett in. I mean, she was nominated, I believe, in September and confirmed in October. That doesn't happen. That's amazing parliamentarian skills, whatever it is. Mitch did it. And that was a beautiful moment when Amy Coney Barrett was sworn in at the White House. And uh, again, I am I am thrilled. I am thrilled. Thrilled for them. Thrilled for us. Hey, by the way, uh, other groups need to be acknowledged, not just individuals, but groups. Uh, these uh, committees, I'm told by those who really have been working in this movement, uh, National Right to Life. Uh, they have done so much. Americans for uh, I'm sorry, Americans United for Life and the Susan B. Anthony list. They've done much for election laws and getting the right candidates at the state level. This has been um, so many people have been involved in this. Now, there are some people tonight who are absolutely devastated. Uh, I'm I don't know. What do we say? Thoughts and prayers. Uh, some of them are taking it really, really hard. All the human rights are going to start falling down. All right. LGBTQ plus community. We're next on the chopping block. I am sick. I, how do I look at my daughters and tell them that they're growing up in an amazing place when they're not? Okay, well, it's going to be a summer of protesting. I think that if you can leave the country, you should. I think if you're of childbearing age and you can leave the country, you should. Well, um, okay, a couple of things. Some of those were talking about the uh, some of these people, the LGBTQ community. Isn't this more of a heterosexual issue in a way? I mean, the LGBTQ plus IA community is taking it really, really hard. But overall, I think this might be a, an opportunity for a rebirth of this country. Now, I arranged this very simple graph, all right? This is my view of things in America for the most part. American progress. We peaked right about 1973, and we have, there have been some ups and downs along the way, but our culture has been in decline in decline for about 50 years. And um, I have some data to back this up. Take a look, the marriage rate, compare the marriage rate in 1960, 72%. Now it's just 50%. Marriage is good for people. It really, really is. Now look at this, for white individuals, white adults in 1960, it was 74%, now 57%. And for all the stuff about Black Lives Matter, I wish, I wish America was talking about this. Take a look at these figures. Black adults, 1960, 61%. Today, 33%. This has had devastating, devastating effects on our culture. And it's everywhere, all the time. And a, and a country that will allow unborn babies to be killed isn't much of a country. 
And you can see it all around us. I mean, 50, 60 years ago, this is what falling in love was, right? I mean, it was, it was kind of, it was innocent. Was it corny? I guess. Where are we now though? Is this, is this good for anybody? Uh, the, the, the hookup culture, order it up on your phone and you're, everyone's down to get down in 10 minutes. That has devastating consequences on folks. It really, really does. How about 50 years ago or so, 1960s to 75, if you wanted to see pornography, if you, you had to go to the sketchy part of town, which took some guts, basically only a certain type of man was going to do that. Now, pornography is everywhere all the time for anybody of any age. I think that's bad. And it's interesting to me that it kind of coincides with this fascination and the pushing of abortion, abortion at any time. Some other things we're not doing. I mean, we still haven't gone back to the moon. You realize we, the last time we were back in, on the moon was in 1972, just before Roe v. Wade passed. Isn't that kind of, is, is there a connection there? I know not really, but overall I have felt a malaise in America for a good chunk of my life. And I think we're poised for a great big change, okay? And we have, again, to thank more than any one person, Donald Trump. And it's so amazing. Here he is, back in the 1970s, a, a playboy. I mean, let's face it, he, uh, and a successful businessman, but a real character and, uh, you know, very garish and all that stuff. Look, I like this style. I like his style. Not everybody does. And the casino business and all that stuff. And I know it turned some people off. <laughs> let's face it, Donald Trump has been a bit of a ladies' man and quite the character. But God can do anything through anyone. We have free will, but God has it all worked out, of course. And uh, this, is, this is all because of him. President Trump put out a, a beautiful statement, and I think he's claiming credit, of course, and he deserves credit. Uh, he writes, uh, today's decision, this is the biggest win for life in a generation, along with other decisions that have been announced recently, were only made possible because I delivered everything as promised including nominating and getting three highly respected and strong constitutionalists confirmed to the United States Supreme Court. It was my great honor to do so. I did not cave to the radical left, to the Democrats, their partners in the fake news media, or the rhinos who are likewise our true but silent enemy of the people. These major victories prove that even though the radical left is doing everything in their power to destroy our country, your rights are being being protected, the country is being defended, and there is still hope and time to save America. I will never stop fighting for the great people of our nation. Donald J. Trump, congratulations to him and congratulations to America. When we come back, uh, it could be a tough, long night out there. We're going to go to the Supreme Court. Lots of folks have turned out both before, both for and against this decision. We'll see what the latest is. Stay with us. Rob Carson, host of the Rob Carson Show podcast. Tired of boring traditional news updates? How about one with a conservative point of view and it's actually funny? You can subscribe for free on the Apple Podcast app and it downloads directly to your smartphone so you can listen while driving, uh, to work, riding a bike, at the gym, or even while lobster fishing off the East Coast. Subscribe today with the Apple Podcast app or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts 
for other platforms. Something's All right, they have promised a night of rage. Those who are opposed to this uh, Roe v. Wade decision, what's happening out there? We want to go to the Supreme Court right now. We have a reporter on the scene, Kilmeny Ducart. Uh, welcome. What's happening? Yeah, Greg, protesters are still gathered outside the Supreme Court here in what has been a historic decision. The majority not only upholding a Mississippi law banning abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, but also upending decades of precedent by overturning the 1973 landmark ruling Roe v. Wade. This is a day that has been met with both celebration and anger and sadness, with the reality sinking in that abortion will be banned or limited in nearly half of U.S. states. I want to take you to the scene right here behind me uh, to take a look at these protesters. We'll have our, our photographer pan over. Uh, this is where protesters have been gathering since before that opinion dropped shortly after 10 a.m. D.C. police have been fully activated. They've been lined up in riot gear to separate these opposing sides, bracing for any rest. And we have seen tensions at times, physical tensions between the two sides. Uh, protesters have been marching to various parts of the Capitol and coming back, but they have been escorted by police on bicycles. And in the evening here, you have lights on these protesters. So Capitol Police can see everything that's going on. We've also seen helicopters with searchlights overhead. It's important to note, though, to make a distinction uh, that here's how these rulings broke down. The 6-3 majority opinion came down in upholding Mississippi's abortion law, but the 5-4 ruling, that was to overturn Roe v. Wade. Justice Samuel Alito issuing that opinion, the majority opinion, saying that the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion. Roe and Casey are overruled, and the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives. In their dissenting opinion, the justices said with sorrow for this court, but more for the many millions of American women who have today lost a fundamental constitutional protection, we dissent. We know that this battle now moves to the state capitals, but what does this mean for women in the state of Mississippi? Restrictions on abortion are already happening there in the wake of this decision, which means residents of that state, likely the closest state that they'll travel to, will really be Illinois. But during oral arguments, we heard Mississippi's Republican attorney general arguing that these cases have no constitutional basis and should thus be returned to the states. That is essentially what we have heard the justices saying in this Supreme Court decision. There was also arguments about Mississippi's abortion law itself. Uh, we know that Jackson Women's Health Organization, which was part of this case, the clinic itself allowed for abortions up to 16 weeks of pregnancy, even though state law allows for 20. The state argued that by 15 weeks, it was only shortening that by one week. But certainly Jackson Women's Health Organization said that this was going to pose an undue burden to low-income women, uh, minority women. This would present a hardship for them traveling to other states. And we have heard a lot of reaction, particularly from Democratic senators, including Elizabeth Warren, who has encouraged the Biden administration to take executive action on this. 
uh, paid family leave for federal employees seeking abortion, uh, federal funding for abortion clinics, and also perhaps travel vouchers or funding for child care for people having to seek an abortion in another state. The Biden administration has admitted that they are very limited in what they can do in terms of executive action. But here we have renewed calls for Congress to pass legislation that would codify Roe v. Wade into law. And also outside the Supreme Court, we have had people uh, saying that this is the battle. They're taking the battle to the states, and this is going to be a defining issue for the midterm elections. In the meantime, uh, while protests have largely remained peaceful, the Department of Homeland Security said it is bracing for weeks of violence, weeks of unrest. That is certainly what Capitol Police have been preparing for. They've had barricades thrown up outside the Supreme Court here, fortifying the high court in the wake of that leaked draft opinion. And of course, protests outside the homes of those Supreme Court justices with an attempt on Justice Kavanaugh's life as the rhetoric has really remained charged. Uh, so we are expecting to see more protests continue over the weekend. Certainly Capitol Police say are, they are fully mobilized right now to handle the potential conflict that may come as a result of this decision. I'm Kelmany Ducart reporting live outside the Supreme Court for Newsmax. We'll have more updates in just a few minutes. It's the woke movement. Our country is bad. Our values are evil. Our history is deplorable. They want to destroy traditional America. Find out who's behind this movement in Woke America on Newsmax. Justice Thomas wrote a beautiful concurring opinion in throwing out this Roe v. Wade. Now, there's a little part in there that has some people concerned because he raised the issue about previous decisions that are not grounded in the Constitution, in the 14th Amendment. There are problems there, like gay marriage. Uh, this is one of the reasons why everyone is freaked out right now. What would happen if we lost a, a constitutional right to gay marriage? Well, relax. Uh, states can pick it up. And even Barack Obama himself wasn't for gay marriage. He wasn't. When he first entered the public scene, this was his position. I believe that marriage uh, is the union between a man and a woman. Uh, I am not somebody who promotes same-sex marriage. But I do believe in civil unions. Civil unions. Now, if a Democrat said that today, uh, you'd be drummed out of the party. Kind of interesting how quickly things have changed. Uh, Joe Biden's reaction to all of this, what do you think he did? He complained. He yelled. He talked about Trump. He did everything but lead. Today is a, uh, it's not hyperbole to suggest a very solemn moment. Today, the Supreme Court of the United States expressly took away a constitutional right from the American people. It's a sad day for the court and for the country. Now, with Roe gone, let's be very clear. The health and life of women in this nation are now at risk. It was three justices named by one president, Donald Trump, we're the core of today's decision to upend the scales of justice and eliminate a fundamental right for women in this country. The court has done what it has never done before, expressly take away a constitutional right that is so fundamental to so many Americans that it had already been recognized.
Uh, no, that's not actually true. Joe Biden, uh, you know, he almost failed out of law school. All right. This guy could never have made it to the court. He could never have been a clerk on the court. You know what folks should do? And uh, I have it here somewhere. I downloaded the entire opinion and printed it up. It's 200 pages. It's tough to get through at times, but it does spell things out. And Joe Biden is uh, grossly mischaracterizing it. I think he's warming up to trying to pack the court. You know, hear him complain about one president nominating three. I think he wants to redress that. Uh, Down the block, Nancy Pelosi. There's no point in saying good morning because it certainly is not one. The radical Supreme Court is eviscerating Americans' rights and endangering their health and safety. The Republican-controlled Supreme Court has achieved their dark, extreme goal of ripping away a woman's right to make their own reproductive health decisions. Because of Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, and the Republican Party, their supermajority in the Supreme Court, American women today have less freedom than their mothers. I think Nancy was actually a little bit happy today about the timing of the decision in that it got the story about her allegedly drunk driving husband out of the news. And it may stay out of the news for a while. Mainstream media lost its mind, mischaracterized it, tried to inflame people's passions. That's what they do. I am spitting mad over this. We have six extremist justices on the United States Supreme Court who have decided that their moral and religious views should be imposed on the rest of America. Now that it's here, it is exactly as disastrous um, as I imagined. The courts have failed this country. The courts have failed women and pregnant people all over this country. They saw Roe v. Wade as a way to install white nationalist Christian control. (laughs) White nationalism, white supremacy, of course. Right, right, right. They're all insane, Uh, especially that uh, Elizabeth Warren. She's spitting mad. Well, don't get close, uh, Elizabeth. Corporations are, again, beating the woke drum all over again. Remember how they responded to Black Lives Matter? They're doing much the same thing now, putting out conciliatory statements to their employees. If you need counseling, if you need a hug, that kind of stuff. And oh, by the way, we'll fly you all expenses paid anywhere you need to go for an abortion. Do they recognize that a lot of their customers don't actually agree with this? They love the decision today. Why do they have to get involved all the time? We have to be on the lookout, though. These crazy radicals, and I mean that, crazy radicals, (laughs) like, what's this group called? Jane's Revenge. They are very bad. They are out there destroying property, throwing Molotov cocktails. The FBI hasn't taken them seriously until this morning, it seems. Remember, there was a very credible threat against Justice Kavanaugh. I mean, and they're still outside of his house. This guy, Roski. From California, 28 years old, what they found in his bag, all kinds of weapons, and he had plans to go in there, make a difference with his life, change history, and kill a conservative Supreme Court justice. He got very, very close. Yet, until extremely recently, this has been the message from our government about what we should be afraid of. The greatest terrorism-related threat that we face in the homeland is the threat of domestic violent extremism. Individuals drawn to violence 
because of ideologies of hate or false narratives propagated on social media and other online platforms. And the most prominent um, threat is the threat of white supremacists. How many white supremacists are going to be out tonight raging and rampaging? You got a name of a specific group and they're making their plans clear and they've already started and DHS barely acknowledges that they exist. Let's check in, by the way, on the night of rage. I hope it's not living up to expectations or threats, but they say it's happening right now. A live report from outdoors when we come back. They've been scaring us about global warming for decades. Hollywood, Al Gore, big media, and even Wall Street have been fueling the fear. Now, actor Kevin Sorbo looks into climate change and reveals the true facts. Watch Climate Hustle 2 on Newsmax. All right, so is this a night of rage? Are we seeing riots? Are we seeing protests on a large scale? We want to go to Mike Carter. He's on the ground here in New York City, a liberal bastion. Uh, What's happening, Mike? Hey, Greg, good to be with you. Yeah, the night of rage uh, has turned out to be anything but so far here as uh, we're half past the hour in the 10 o'clock Eastern hour here in New York City. We've been following protesters from around 6 o'clock this evening. Uh, They started in Washington Square Park uh, just a few hours ago. Protesters marching down Fifth Avenue, of course, waving signs. A lot of folks, though, Greg, uh, seemingly uh, this was kind of a fait accompli. You kind of get the, uh, the feeling. A lot of folks kind of knew this was in the works ever since that leaked Supreme Court decision back in May. There is, seems to be uh, a lot of the air let, let out of the balloon today. Uh, we've not, noticed a lot of folks uh, kind of resigned to the fact that this was an inevitable decision by the Supreme Court, striking down Roe v. Wade today. Uh, we talked to several protesters on both sides of the debate, some who are ecstatic that Roe was overturned and others not so much. Take a look at what we talked to uh, these folks earlier today at, outside St. Patrick's Cathedral. I think people will make out the decision to be far more radical than it is. Uh, So much of the science of what we know about fetal development has developed since the 1970s. And so the idea that, you know, to kick this back to the states is perfectly appropriate. If somebody wants to live in a high-tax state that pays for abortions, let them do so. And I personally am disappointed in not just the decision, but what it means for my daughters in the future. I have sons, but I'm disappointed because I believe women have the right to choose. So, You love it. So why, why do you love it? Because the states now can go ahead and make their own rules, and you, you, you can go to one of those states to have it done. Are you worried about potential rioting because of uh, this ruling here tonight yes, in your city? Because I think that all these people that are against it are wackos, and there's any... Any kind of possibility of them rioting, they will do it. And, of course, a lot of the folks, the majority of folks that we've been uh, around and speaking to today have been on the pro-abortion side of this debate. But we're here with a couple of pro-life folks, a married couple, Rufus and Clarissa. Obviously, you guys are in the minority here tonight. A lot of folks here are fighting for their right to have an abortion. You're a married couple. What you want the most in the world, though, is to have a child. So you're on the complete other end of this spectrum. Uh, Initially, I'd like to get your thoughts, Rufus, on just what we're seeing here tonight and this Supreme Court decision here 
today? Um, and so, um, you know, I just want to read a scripture, Psalm 19, verse 7. And it says, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul, and the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise and simple, and the statue of the Lord are right, and rejoice the heart, and the commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And so, basically, why we're pro-life is because, you know, God, he says that he creates, it, life starts in the womb, he formed us all in our mother's womb, and, and murder of any kind is wrong. And so we're on the opposite side, and we come out here to tell people that if, if you if you hope to do things as abort your child, under any circumstances, murder. And so we must tell you the commandment, the instruction of the Lord, because we once didn't know it ourselves. And so that's our, our, our reason and purpose for being Lucas, here. I knew you, I've noticed you've gotten into some de debates tonight, though, with a lot of folks who feel differently from you. What are they telling you? Why do they think you're wrong? Well, a, a lot of people uh, think that we are wrong because, as the Bible says, God, people in Hosea 4, 6, he says his people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. But since they are reject the truth, God will reject them. A lot of people don't have the knowledge of the Lord. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. And so a lot of people have their own knowledge and they're, they're deceived by the devil. And we have to tell them the truth and get them back to the simplicity of the gospel. I want to bring in your wife here, Clarissa. Clarissa, what you want most in the world is to have a child. So many folks here tonight, they're, what they're fighting for is the right to abort a child. Uh, why are you on the right side of this debate? Well, I'm on the right side because I believe that, um, you know, God, God, when he created us, um, starting in Adam and Eve, um, he breathed, um, uh, you know, breath into man's nostrils, and then he formed man in, um, in his image. And so we believe that God created us in his image, and that's why we believe that it's so, so important to fight for life. Yeah. And, uh, guys, this is Pride Weekend here in New York City. Uh, there's a Pride Parade, Greg, happening on Sunday here in New York City. Uh, of course, we've heard about uh, thoughts of uh, uh, words of n a night of rage happening either tonight or this weekend. Do you guys expect that to happen? Do you expect violence to break out uh, after this Supreme Court decision today? Well, uh, you know, violence is just getting worse and worse. Uh, the scriptures tell us that in the end times, all these things that are happening will continue to happen. And so uh, our job is just to make sure we just warn people as God warned us and they will come to the knowledge of the truth because pride is wrong of any sort. It says pride goes before destruction in the, the book of Proverbs. And so we want to warn people not to be prideful because God says he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Right. And so, Well, Rufus and Clarissa, thank you. God bless you. Stay safe tonight. Uh, a lot of folks feel a lot of different ways, Greg, about this issue, as you can imagine. Uh, from what we've seen so far, though, here in New York City, give you one last look at the crowd here in Union Square as we toss it to break here on the Greg Kelly Show. Uh, still peaceful here in New York. Folks here, including the NYPD, hoping it stays that way. We'll be back with more Greg Kelly right after this. this and from President Trump as Roe v. Wade went down today's decision which is the biggest win for life in a generation along with other decisions that have been announced recently were only made possible because I delivered everything as promised. There's no, no exaggeration there. I'd like to bring in Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life, a pro-life activist for many years now, former national co-chair of Pro-Life Voices for Trump. And once again, I think you were the one who first said it, uh, Donald Trump, the most pro-life president in history. There is no dispute 
over and done with. He is. And this is, well, I'm sorry, enough for me. What do you think? Uh, Greg, this is great. Uh, This is a fruit of his presidency. This is a fruit of the work of voters who not only voted for him, and you remember how much of a large percentage of voters said it's the Supreme Court that was motivating them, uh, but also voting in the Republican uh, senators who stood firm in the confirmation processes of of his justices and, uh, and of previous justices, too. Look, this is a day of great victory, and, you know, it shows the faithfulness of God in answering the prayers and sacrifices of people uh, who have worked in this movement for five decades to bring about this result. But it also shows the resiliency of our American process, that we can correct an error as egregious and longstanding as Roe. And we've done it before. Roe was so weak. That was one of the arguments in today's decision. It was based on such weak reasoning that we had to discard it. Isn't it amazing that President Trump did this? You know, I remember when he was running for yes. president and there were some conservatives out there who's, you know, they were they were offended by his style. And oh, my goodness, he he's been divorced a couple of times, um, you know, playboy in New York City for a time. Tell us, though, how it works, how God works and how he can do anything through anyone and you know, the mystery of faith. But uh, this actually is not surprising to people like us. Could you explain that, please? He is uh, he's in control. You know, we see in the Old Testament a great example of this, that when God's people were led into exile in Babylon, uh, God raised up uh, a king, Cyrus of Persia, who really wasn't a a worshiper of him according to the covenant. But he was the one who issued a decree to let the people go back to Jerusalem, rebuild the temple. He gave them materials to help them do that. And it was like, okay, this was a surprise. So God accomplishes his purpose through anyone who who has, and and President Trump actually, of course, is a believer. He doesn't wear his religion on his sleeve, but he doesn't have to. Uh, He's doing the right thing. He did the right thing. uh, And God accomplishes his purposes uh, through people, through leaders like him. It's amazing. And it's an amazing time to be alive. Now, there are a lot of folks out there who are very upset tonight. Uh, They are taking to the streets and they're facilitated, of course, by the mainstream media and others. Take a look at this, please. This is not the end of the story. We've got a lot of work to do. We're fighting like hell here in Michigan to protect Michigan women's access to abortion. We won't just lay down and take this. So we're going to keep fighting. And the people need to know that we're going to keep fighting. We're going to keep rallying. We're going to make this sure is, that people have care. The there is a war out there and we need to recognize that we've got to armor up. Every single person who is running for anything is going to eat this decision for breakfast. That's what's going to happen. We will be out by the millions. We're going to make sure we fight for the right to control Now, some of that rhetoric, if it were uttered by people on the right, they would want them arrested. But I actually don't like playing that game. Uh, I, people use military metaphors all the time. You are an expert, though, on all of this, uh, the movement. What can they do? What will they try to do? We already know about the violence that we've already seen. What will they try to do legislatively, politically to uh, turn this back or to get what they want? Uh, Greg, one of the things they'll do is this. As the Supreme Court today said, there is no constitutional right to abortion in the federal constitution. What they will try to do, what they're already trying to do, is to find a right to abortion in the state 
constitutions. So in Kansas and Michigan right now, for example, there are big battles and people need to get involved in those states in uh, preserving their constitutions, not to have a so-called right to abortion. But this whole strategy shows their weakness. They're gathering, these protesters are gathering at the wrong place right now when they go to the Supreme Court or they go to the houses of the justices. They've got to be going to their state houses. Now, of course, peacefully, but they've got to grow up and take part in the American process of legislating, lobbying, persuading the voters and the legislators, because the court today didn't take away their so-called right to abortion. It said, let the people decide, let the voters decide. If these people believed their own rhetoric, that the American people are on their side, they wouldn't be behaving like lunatics. They would peacefully and persuasively go to their state legislators and make the case for why dismembering babies alive uh, is a good thing. They're going to have to make that case. That's really the only thing they can do. want to get your thoughts on this finally. I, uh, I, I created this graph. It's kind of crude, uh, but it shows where I believe the country has been culturally. For a long time, we were, we were making improvements. And in many ways, not all, but many ways we have declined from the availability of pornography, hookup culture, all that stuff, uh, movies, TV shows. I feel like this moment possibly could be a rebirth for our country. Um, You look at the images we saw a moment ago. I'm not so sure about that anymore. But it seems like a time for change on a lot of fronts. Uh, Does that make sense? Greg, it makes perfect sense. I want to urge people to read the decision that came out today, because one of the reasons, again, that they give for reversing Roe is the damage that it has done, not only to the babies and the families, but to our judicial process, to our American life. I mean, look today, for example, at why is it that People are saying a man is not a man and a woman is not a woman. Maybe it's because for 50 years, thanks to Roe, we've been saying a baby is not a baby. That's when we divorced from reality. And that's when a lot of things began to collapse. And now we have turned a major corner. Well, congratulations, Father Frank Pavone. You've been involved. Did you ever think this would happen? Did you lose faith that this day would come? I honestly did. Yes. In fact, I've I've been telling pro-life groups for a long time, mark my words, we're going to celebrate the day of victory. You know why, Greg? Because no lie can live forever, like they said in the civil rights movement. Wow. All right. Well, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, What an exciting day. Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. Thank you very much, sir. To be continued. To be continued. Thank you. All right. We'll be right back. It's our America. We built it. Courage. Freedom. Millions go to Newsmax when they need to know. Start today on the free Newsmax app. Newsmax is real news for real people. So, uh, I've been following the race for governor in Arizona. This Carrie Lake is amazing. Former television journalist, she slaughters the fake news. Now, Somebody from CNN tries to talk to her before she walks into an event. She wants an interview. Watch what happens. Hi, Harry. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. You, off you don't have a mask on anymore. What's <laughs> we're, going we're on? Outside. Do you have a well, minute to well, chat? we're six feet apart. <laughs> do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview. Okay. As long as it airs on CNN Plus. Does that still exist? I didn't think so, because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, which is propaganda. Thank you. Oh, yes, yes. She is awesome. Carrie Lake. Ooh. All right. Also, 
I hope President Trump is feeling very, very satisfied tonight. It would not have happened overturning Roe v. Wade if it wasn't for this man. And uh, I mean, look at those justices. First, it was Gorsuch, and he did what he said he would do, promote and nominate a a real conservative, a constitutionalist. And he got one in Gorsuch. He also got one in Kavanaugh. Brett Kavanaugh, remember what he had to go through? And it was really amazing. Amy Coney Barrett from nomination to confirmation in what, like a, a three weeks or something like that in the middle of COVID? That was something else. He made it happen. You know, I will say this. There was a time in my life where I was not... Um, pro-life. I was more pro-choice. I didn't think very much about the issue. I have now for about 10 years or so, and uh, this has helped solidify it. Anybody who hangs around <laughs> babies, and my wife and I now have two of them, it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. So um, congratulations to uh, the president, the former president, and to everybody else who was hoping and praying for this day. Have a great weekend, and I will see you on Monday. All the best.